All right, guys, on today's episode, you are absolutely going to love who I'm speaking with. I'm talking with Barry and Barry, who's a holistic menstrual health educator, integrative health practitioner, and the founder of the Flow Academy. Part of her mission is to teach menstruators how to master their monthly flow. As the founder of the Flow Academy, Barry focuses specifically on teaching those who identify as female entrepreneurs or modern women how to have better periods and healthier hormones naturally through cycle syncing and online menstrual health education. From hormone balancing to cycle syncing to mood enhancing and self-healing, Barry covers it all and is excited to help you have your best period yet. I absolutely love this interview. You guys are going to fall in love with Barry. She is a ball of energy and someone who is so passionate about what she is doing. I learned so much and I know you're going to as well. My challenge to you is to listen through the whole way and see if you can implement anything she teaches throughout this episode. Enjoy. You're listening to the Better Health Podcast with April, a platform dedicated to coaching women in areas of health, lifestyle, and legacy by speaking with leading health and wealth experts and with the goal to inspire women to thrive in their lives today and in the future. Now, on to today's episode. Alrighty, welcome everyone to Better Health with April. On today's show, I have the honor to be here with Barry. She is amazing. Barry and Barry is an menstrual expert, and I heard her first on the She Podcast by Jordan Lee Dooley, and I had to know her right away. So if you don't know her, you have to. Um, this episode is going to be fire. So let's do this. Welcome, Barry. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's so funny to hear people call me an expert because I'm just sitting here like, I just talk about periods, but (laughs) thank you so much for having me. It's an honor, Barry. Thank you. Um, So let's just start right off on that. Where did you grow up and what was your childhood and family like in regards to health? Okay, so I'm from Rochester, Michigan. I currently live in Sarasota, Florida, but like I'm ready to go back to the Midwest. Florida is a different place. Yes. um, My childhood was, I had a pretty good childhood. Um, A lot of people always ask me, how did you get started in this space? Like, did you know you were going to do this? And I think I had events happen in my childhood that slowly led me down this journey without me realizing it. Um, You know, I grew up in the suburbs, but unfortunately when I was 10 years old, my dad passed away from cancer Mm -hmm. and he was misdiagnosed and they said he had a pinched nerve. But like, you know, when your kid's an Enneagram eight, I'm an Enneagram eight. Oh, yes. So I, eight. <laughs> I remember being told that, you know, he had been misdiagnosed. I was 10 years old and I was just like, how could doctors do this? How is this possible? From that moment, I made it like my mission to kind of get revenge indirectly, okay? I thought I was going to be a yes. lawyer. You know, I was like, I'm going to go to med school. Then I saw the doctors misdiagnosed him. I was like, screw that. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm taking down big pharma. Oh, like, I was, I was on a tip, okay? Yes. And, you know, by the time I got to college, I was just like, oh, I don't even want to be a lawyer. Like, this isn't mm. fun. So, you know, to make kind of a long story short, um, just after graduating, my background's in political science, Arabic, and German, focus on women's rights and women's mm-hmm. health. Um, so I thought I was going into politics. That didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen either. We turned the um, other direction. <laughs> ran the other direction. I was just like, 
I like my hair. I don't want it to be gray. <laughs> so, you know, I, I left that and I went to corporate America for about a year and didn't enjoy that. Struggled with my own health, if you will, mm-hmm. um, from adrenal fatigue. I had always had painful periods. It was January of 2019. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine was just like, girl, you're not supposed to be in pain. And, you know, that's all she wrote from there. No yeah. one told me that my entire life. 10 years of having a period. Right. Of course. Right. I'm so <laughs> here we are, you know, 18 months later and I'm the period person. Here you are. And you are like such a change maker. And honestly, like when I heard the interview you had with Jordan, I was like, I have to know this girl because I related to you so much. And I'm sure there's so many others that do. But like when I was in like eighth grade, ninth grade, I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer like you. And then throughout high school, I was just really interested in health. Honestly, like my period was not present because I was running track and everything. And I know you were too. I was a track runner. Seriously. Seriously. And I was like, honestly, this is not that bad not having my period. I didn't really have the cramps, but not having my period, it was like, I don't have to deal with this. So this is cool. But, um, and then like the last few years I was like, okay, I need to get this in check. And I started looking into it. And, um, I was a teacher for the past two years and I'm like, no, like health is where it's at. And I want to like do women's health. So I just love your story. And I just had to get it out there because I related. I'm sure there's so many others that do too. Well, yeah. You know, I, I think a lot of people always say like, did you know this is what you're going to do? Absolutely not. <laughs> like no one wakes up and says, I'm going to talk about yeah. this. Like no yeah. one wakes up saying that. But when I look at everything in like hindsight, the grand scheme of things, it only makes sense that I'm on this path because mm. I dealt with trauma at an early age. And yeah. I had this like passion to like make a big splash in like mm. Western medicine. Oh, and yeah. I'm doing that now. So I love it. And we, we need people like you and like everyone in this field. It's just like, let's go and let's make a difference and help women. So I love it. I love it so much. And so I'm assuming like what got you into health was like, you know, your dad first was like the trigger of everything. Mm-hmm. And then realizing your health was just not in check with your hormones. Um, what was the biggest challenge with those changes that you made? I would say that like in high school, I had a period for like four months and then eight months it would go missing because I was an elite athlete. Like Mm -hmm. I was an all American athlete when I was in high school. So like I had a period, but she was gone too. So yes, it was always that uncomfortable feeling of like throwing up, of cramping. Mm. And so I didn't realize that wasn't normal because a lot of my friends either didn't have their periods or they were experiencing the same thing as me. Like we were all athletes, right? So it was normal, quote unquote. And so I didn't make a big deal of it. But really what the main, I would say the key point was six months into working in corporate America, Mm. I went to see my naturopath and I got a lot of testing done and she Mm. said, okay, we need to talk. Mm. You're 22 years old and I need to know why your adrenals are so shot. Well, (laughs) I was... I was working in litigation indirectly, but I was translating okay. documents because I didn't go into politics, but yeah. I was in the business world that was a lot more political than I understood. Oh, wow. And so I was working, you know, these 12 to 13 hour shifts, mm-hmm. negotiating, arguing, not only in English, <laughs> but also in German, you know. Dang, girl. <laughs> it was a lot, but my wow. natural path sat me down and was like, listen, you can't 
you cannot keep up with this. It's either going to be your health or your career. And mm. you know, at 22 years old, you're kind of just like, yeah, whatever. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> okay, Susan. Like, whatever. <laughs> I okay, Miss Doctor. <laughs> I was so livid, but yeah. it really kind of took a moment for me to pause and be like, you know what? She's right. Mm-hmm. And so in, I would say probably... January of 2017, to give a timeline, I got certified as a personal trainer and as a functional nutritionist. Mm. And so I started working and making these little changes in my own health. Mm. And then by August of 2017, I was like, I'm so done with corporate America. I'm out. Bye. Like, I quit. I dropped out. Oh, yeah. Good for you. So that was the time where I took my health into my own hands Mm. and, you know, I let everything kind of unfold, but I think it was really a moment where like a doctor tells you like, you know, <laughs> what are you doing? You're 22. Right. What are you doing? And I was just like living, like, let me be right. great. I, like, like I'm 22. Check. Let me live up my twenties here. You know, but yeah. I also knew in that moment, I knew she had a very valid point. And so mm-hmm. I just like worked with her and we worked on really fixing my adrenals. Mm, and then 2019 yeah. was like the unfolding of the period drama. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. You are like the definition of taking responsibility over your health. And that's like something that so many people don't realize is we need to take responsibility over our health and realize what's going on. And because no one knows our bodies better than ourselves. And so, you know, taking that step where it's like, okay, let's look into this and understand what really is happening. Because later on down the road, if we're not paying for it now, we're going to probably pay for it later on if we don't take that step. Um, so that is awesome. I, yeah, the past two years, I like took the step where I'm like, I have to figure out this hormone thing. And like, I realized, oh, periods is where it's at too. And honestly, growing up, it was like, it was such a taboo thing for me to talk about. Like, you know, your cycle is like, oh my gosh, like, don't even say that around me. Yeah. I like, Ugh, you know, but now it's like, okay. I mean, this is how women are supposed to optimize their bodies. and. So that's just, that's crazy. I love that you took that step. What were some of like the first things that you started implementing when it came to looking into your hormones? The first thing was nutrition. Mm. So obviously I'm biased when it comes to nutrition because food is a tool, no matter what anybody Mm. says, it's either going to work for you or against you. And it's entirely up to you. And you make that choice. A lot of people are going to be like, Oh, do this. Oh, do that. No, no, no. Listen, This is a decision. Everything you do is a choice that you're going to make. So Mm -hmm. for me, just listening to my naturopath talk about a lot of different things, I was like, Hmm. I got this. Like, I'm very much so like, you could tell me to follow a step-by-step plan, but I'm going to be like, no, I'm cool. Like I'm going to tweak it (laughs) the way that I want to. So I started with nutrition and I always tell people I ate my way to a better period. Mm. I did not understand when I was doing this, I didn't have a full understanding of how it was helping my hormones, how Mm. it was stabilizing my blood sugar levels and really nurturing my adrenals. Now (laughs) I know but you know, a few years back, I was just kind of like, yeah, I'll take those superfoods. Yeah. I'll add those adaptogens and right. I'm just going to make sure I get three square meals a day yeah. and add things in mm-hmm. again. In hindsight, I'm like, you were onto something <laughs> Good so, for you. <laughs> so it really started like, first we had to do testing and that's just cause I was with a naturopath. But if you don't have a naturopath or someone you're working with, start with your plate, start with mm. protein healthy fats and fiber at every meal. And Mm -hmm. then from there, 
get a little bit more in depth with, okay, so now I've got my nutrition under control. Let's look at my like stress management, my anxiety. Let's look at all of those things because nutritional therapy is a complex thing. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you could just start with one thing, just eat better, not less. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) End of story. Yeah. I know. Oh man. Like I've been there where it's like, oh, if I just eat less, like I'll lose the weight. And like thinking about, okay, like each of our cycles, yeah, you know, like cutting back on some calories is going to work during some phases, but then the next phase is like, okay, actually it's not working anymore. What the heck? Mm -hmm. And so many women don't realize each phase. So can you talk a little bit about each phase and how that differs with food? Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) it's funny because it's like, for me, I think I'm just so used to not thinking about it anymore. It's right. calculated, right? Same. Don't. I'm going to give you guys like just an easy way to remember it. That's going to feel like it can be a little overwhelming, but throughout your menstrual cycle, because there are two weeks of high energy and two weeks of low energy, what you're actually going to do is focus on consuming the same amount of calories actually mm. as best as possible all okay. throughout your cycle. Yeah. And the reason we want to do this is although there's a metabolic change that happens with your hormones and your metabolism increases, mm-hmm. your body still needs a bare minimum. A lot of us mm. walk around in caloric deficits. Yeah. And we're like, Why is my period irregular? Because you're not even eating. Duh. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> right. it's very <laughs> But <laughs> I just, I'm just going to say what everyone else needs to say. And exactly. they're too afraid. It's People like, need to hear it. <laughs> So when it's happening throughout your cycle, just again, remember those proteins, healthy fats, and fibers at every meal. Mm. Now, I always suggest when you are on your period, do those comfy foods, those cozy Mm -hmm. foods, do those things that are really nutrient dense and like calorically packed. Why? Your body is shedding and losing a lot of blood. It's also losing a lot of nutrients. We want to restore that as that's happening. Mm -hmm. Now in the second phase of your cycle, as your estrogen and FSH levels begin to rise during that follicular phase, you do want to go ahead and say like, okay, you know, maybe I don't need as many complex carbs, you know, maybe I don't need as much starch and it's totally Mm -hmm. fine. But what you will need in abundance is a lot of your micronutrients because it's going to help your body rebuild, but also you want to increase that protein intake. I don't Mm. care what kind of protein we like, as long as it's good, Mm -hmm. lean protein. I mean, I care that much, but like outside (laughs) of that, it's all good. And then during ovulation, there's a surge in your estrogen. There's a surge in your luteinizing hormones. So Mm. there's this big increase in energy you better be hungry. And if you're not, <laughs> you need to talk. Hmm. But with this increase in energy, you want to make sure that you're actually utilizing things that are more light, but still refreshing. So a lot of people say, oh, I have an increase in energy. I'm going to eat all of the carbs. That's not really what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, let's have a super smoothie, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, you know, like instead of reaching for those starches, let's reach for those fibers that are really going to nourish the body, but also fill us up a little bit. Like, mm. have you ever had a huge salad? <laughs> like, let's be honest here. Like a big salad or a really nice jam-packed smoothie is going to change the game for you. Mm. And then in that last phase of your cycle, when there's a dip in estrogen and increase in progesterone, when you're PMSing and you want to eat everything do it. Why? Because your body is preparing to release and shed that uterine lining. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go nuts. And right. those are your friends. Oh, my literal, one of my favorite foods, top foods ever. <laughs> I love them too. Don't worry. 
Yes. I love them too. Yes. <laughs> awesome. That's a great rundown. Is there any um, dishes that you just love during a certain time or is there anything that you just love for a combination um, that you can think of to give an example? I love food. So this is oh. tough. Okay. Yeah. So I'm one of those people who loves to eat always. I love to cook. Mm-hmm. I love to entertain. I love to eat. Mm-hmm. But what yeah. I find is my intake of like a nourish bowl or like a chipotle mm-hmm. bowl increases so much when I'm PMSing mm. and on my period. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's just like, and it's because of the abundance of nutrients. So that's right. really what I go for. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I go to this or that. No, no, no. I, it's just a bowl. That's it. Right. If, if it can be in a bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also very much so. I would say probably more often than not when I'm on my period soup because mm. it's warm and it's filling and I'm, oh, I buy this like Lipton extra noodle soup. Like there's no, it's not chicken noodle. It's just extra noodle. Extra noodle. You're like, extra sorry, noodle. not sorry. <laughs> but it's super comfy, super cozy. Mm. And it's filling. And a lot of times for me, sodium is something I don't really get a lot of in mm. my diet. I have a pretty low sodium diet. Just, okay. I think it's because I have a sweet palate. Uh, so yeah. I don't, savory, <laughs> savory is never really a thing Like give me, me the chocolate, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah. So I would say soup is definitely what I reach for when I'm mm-hmm. on my period or yeah, day one and two of my period. Definitely. Yeah. That's, that's great. And I think of like a soup, you know, it's warming. So it's going to keep, you know, your lower levels, like your reproductive, reproductive organs, like warm and it's replenishing a lot of those electrolytes and everything that you may be losing. That's yeah. awesome. And like a Chipotle bowl, just one had one yesterday. Like you're getting the super greens, you're getting, you know, healthy avocado, yeah. protein, like complex carbs from the, like brown rice and pinto beans. Like, oh, but like so good. a bowl from home is way better than Chipotle. Let's be honest. Oh, like, oh Chipotle is it hands like, down. We thought Chipotle was great when it first came <laughs> out and nobody made nourish bowls. Now I, Listen, come to my kitchen. Come to Florida. Oh, Everyone's welcome. I'm going to try out bowls. We're going to we'll build, build your own bowl. right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Like that would be, that would be amazing. And like, honestly, it, okay. It really is easy. Like you just, you know, cook up some rice. Like if you have the lettuces already, you have the avocado, like make a protein. Like, honestly, it's so simple that it doesn't take a lot of skill to do it, but, oh, and I love throwing sweet potatoes in there. Mm. I always tell people healthy is simple. We overcomplicate it. Healthy mm. literally is so simple. My first blog was called like healthy meets simple uh. because I think healthy is so like to live a healthy mm. lifestyle is simple. We just get caught up on like the perfect Instagram feeds oh, and we feel right. like, oh, that person did that. Oh, that person did that. <laughs> yeah. Girl, they just it? whipped it up. Not a big deal. It's like, Nah. It's really not even that complicated. They just know how to play it better. Than right, you. It's, right. That's the only difference. So. <laughs> and maybe a great camera, like, or editing. <laughs> you yeah, know, I mean, those help, but like. <laughs> yeah, right, right. The colors are there. Yeah. That's awesome. Sure. Cool. So how does exercise look for you and someone that may be starting to cycle sync? What does that look like for a woman? Ooh, wow. <laughs> Let me uh, put my little personal trainer hat back on. No, <laughs> um, I'm going to be honest with you. So first and foremost, if you are somebody who works with a personal trainer on a regular basis, talk to your trainer about this. Cause I'm not going to derail you from mm. your training, but like bring yeah. it up in a co- casual conversation. Right. Cause that, that's just like a professional thing. You know, I like right. to be honest about that. Totally. For me, my workouts are literally in sync with my cycle. So mm. when I'm on my period, I'm doing low intensity active recovery 
we're going for walks, we're going for hikes, mm -hmm. and nobody better say anything to me while I'm doing it. <laughs> no <laughs> comments from you. <laughs> and I tend to do a lot of slow flows when it comes to like, I don't want to say like yoga because it's really not yoga. Like it's just mm -hmm. me stretching, but like yeah. a slow yoga flow, I would suggest. Mm -hmm. um, the week post period, we're going to get back into moving our bodies and do a little bit of a higher intensity, but not hit completely. Um, okay. And I would suggest reformer Pilates, Matt Pilates. Again, we'll do hikes, rock climbing, things of that sort. Yeah. If you are a distance runner, um, I was not one, I was a sprinter, but if you are, you know, not one of them five milers. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a distance runner, you definitely want to start adding into your mileage again at a higher level. And then the week of ovulation, this is when we're doing hits. This is when we're mm. sprinting. This is when we are doing our weight resistance power training because of the surge in estrogen and the luteinizer mm. hormone. We're going to maximize that and go off like sis, go off. Okay. <laughs> And then once you're PMSing, you're going to bring down that energy levels again. And we're going to do low intensity active recovery and just prepare the body to release. And the reason you work out in sync with your cycle is really so you don't cause any extra stress on the body as it's preparing mm. to release. A lot of people are like, exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. And happy people just don't kill their husband, right? Like, <laughs> okay. we know that. But also... Unfortunately, our society has a very toxic relationship mm. with movement more often than not. So yeah. people are like, oh, I have to go to spin class. I have to, I have to. No, yeah. you don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, that's what my workouts look like. That's what I suggest for others because it's mm -hmm. just a lot easier to move that way. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, so many women they have the mindset of like, okay, if I'm not working out every day, I'm, you know, I'm failing at my health or my, you know, exercise routine. And even though like some days, yeah, they're going to feel great because maybe they're in the ovulation phase, but like, you know, thinking about the luteal phase and like towards the end of it, you may not have that energy, but it's a lot of that mindset of like, oh, but if I don't go, like I'm failing at what I'm doing. And it's like, no, like listen to your body. But like, who says you're failing? Like, here's the thing. Right. Yeah. Barry works out three to four days a week. And let me tell you, I got a six pack, my friends. Yes, I'm bragging about my six pack because my body, okay? Mm, I, love I, I think that we underappreciate our own bodies and our own physiques. Mm. You're not failing anybody. Unless, like, you're, you're literally not. I don't know where that mm -hmm. idea comes from. Right. Yeah. Like, you're failing because you didn't go to a workout. Who told you that was a fail? Yeah. Like, Mm. where'd that come from so just mm. like remember that the next time you feel like you're not doing enough mm. maybe it's okay and maybe your body just needs a break yeah it's okay. yeah that's such a message that everyone needs to hear and like that's something I've struggled with and like cycle syncing it's like getting rid of that unhealthy mindset and like I'm an Enneagram three and so it's like failure it's like this big scary thing to me and I'm like I will not fail so I got to do more 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 and so cycle syncing it's like okay just listen to my body like I am listening to my own self I don't need the opinions of others I know what's healthy from what I'm doing and I've done the research and like learning from you and other experts it's just like okay the science backs it up our bodies are telling us this so we just need to go with that I always tell people I'm allergic to failure not the act of it, the word. Here's why. <laughs> just not Learn. related to periods, just like a little hot. You need to hear it though. <laughs> okay, here's why I'm allergic to failure. At the end of the day, I set the standard in the bar. Mm. You are the bar for your own life. Mm. Nobody else. 
And I think it's hard to wrap your head around that. But let me tell you, great athletes do not become great because they're looking at everybody else. They yeah. become great because they are obsessed with the work that they're doing and mastering their craft. So mm. when you are so fixated on mastering your own craft, failure is just one of those things that really propels you forward. Oh, mm. you know what? I didn't hit that mark. Well, why didn't I hit that? Oh, because I needed to do this better. Oh, mm. you look at failure as really a tool to propel you forward. And it's really mm. a way to like critically think. I think we have yeah. a toxic relationship with that. Oh, but like, 100%. honestly, I, I like it. Like, yeah, you know, right. Will, Will Smith is like fail forward and fa mm -hmm. fail fast, fail forward. Yeah. I could have said, you know, two years into being an entrepreneur, I failed and I felt mm -hmm. like I did, mm -hmm. but you know what I did? I stopped. <laughs> I was like, we got to pivot. Like we know how to pivot. Screw this. Yes. We're going to start again. Yeah. Not, oh, why is this not working? Oh, whoa, it's me. I didn't look at, you know, everything that I wasn't doing. I said, mm -hmm. okay, this is what has worked. This is what's not working. How can I use this to propel me forward? And mm -hmm. then, you know, cycle syncing just kind of enhanced it because now mm -hmm. I can see and understand, Hey, my brain has the capacity to handle this. My hormones right. are ready. Uh, nope. My hormones are not ready and my brain's not going <laughs> to let me do it. So yeah, it's just a, a little segue of a Ted talk for you. Oh, I love it. And yeah, it's just so relevant, especially, you know, no matter what you're doing, whether you're a stay at home mom or like an entrepreneur, like looking at like little failures as something where you can analyze it and assess it and use it for growth. And like, think of, you know, Amazon, like they've had little failures or bigger failures in the past, but it's like, they haven't let that get to them. You know, they boosted their self in the long run. And, you know, you constantly read like these, you know, self-improvement books and they talk about don't fear failure, embrace it and use it as a tool to like continue for you forward. So yeah. I was watching The Last Dance on Netflix. My boyfriend mm. and I were sitting down or watching and like, I am obsessed with sports. Like <sighs> not in that, like, oh my gosh, I have to watch things all the time, but more in the like, oh, like, I wonder how these great people got to be great. Yeah. And Michael Jordan was talking about how he like lost to a specific team and mm. like he was just relentless in yeah. them the next season and I'm like and this is why you're the great like you are the <laughs> yes. ghost like you know <laughs> so I take that same energy into anything that I'm doing and maybe that's why I have so much fun with the work I do in the menstrual space because I'm like we're bringing that MJ energy like we yes. are bringing the goat energy oh I love it I love it and look at you now like and you're just continuing to grow and so <laughs> It's such a great example for others too. And man, love it. So, okay. Thinking about you, you're an entrepreneur, you're, you know, running a lot of your own stuff. You've just launched the flow Academy, which is amazing. I'm super proud of you. How does cycle thinking look like for you with your business? Like, how do you optimize that? Girl, you just opened up a can of worms. Okay. <laughs> Let's first, let's talk about the four phases of your menstrual cycle, menstruation, mm -hmm. follicular, ovulation, and then your luteal or what most people know are PMS. Okay. Mm -hmm. As an entrepreneur, but also as an educator, I have taken those four phases and what our hormones are doing. And I've tweaked it based off of the biology of our bodies in how our mm -hmm. hormones work. So ideation, like I love brainstorming. I love mm -hmm. ideation. 
months, but it's actually best to do that on your period because there's more connectivity mm. between the right and left hemispheres of your brain. At least research shows that there's about 25% yeah. more connectivity. Mm. This is the perfect time to write out your vision and get the ideas all flushed out. Mm. And, and the second phase of your cycle, that follicular phase, so post-period, pre-ovulation, our brain, our limbic brain, which is the emotional part of our brain, the activity mm -hmm. actually decreases and our logical part of our brain increases. So instead of worrying about ideas, we're going to mm -hmm. create a actual game plan. We're going to write out the specifics of that vision and that execution mm -hmm. part. Then when you're ovulating, we have the surge in our estrogen, which means a surge in our personality more often than not mm -hmm. in our emotions. Oh, so yeah. we're <laughs> we're going to use oh, that yeah. to really execute and get things done. So for me, this looks like, you know, um, interviewing people, creating a lot of content, being really personable mm. and like, you know, Hey friends, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. Totally. Everybody knows when I'm ovulating, but I don't <laughs> show up. Like I literally yes. don't sh shut up on Instagram, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, ovulating. but I'm like, but then you know, we take the energy down again in the fourth phase when you're PMSing your luteal phase. This is a time where we're typically really irritable, right? Mm -hmm. Friends, we take advantage of this because oh, yeah. problem solution orientation is so important mm. when you're an entrepreneur. So when I'm irritable, instead of like picking on my boyfriend and being like, you're getting on my nerves, like, you know, <laughs> instead of giving him the blues, I look for problems in my business. I poke mm. holes in my work to help me perform better because mm. you know at the end of the day I'm a high performer I'm a high yeah. so as an entrepreneur cycle syncing literally aligns directly with what my brain is doing but mm. also what my hormones are doing and it also mirrors this two weeks of high energy two weeks of low energy because mm. you know when you're PMSing when you're on your period that's an internal focus on you so mm. also make that an internal focus on your business when you're in your follicular phase, when you're ovulating, that's going to be a two-week period, basically, of external focus and focusing on external aspects of business. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And you may think like, you know, oh, like dreaming and visualizing doesn't come naturally to me. Well, if you try cycle syncing, you might come to find, actually, I can do this. Like once I started cycle syncing, I realized, okay, I can visualize things but it, you know, it's only during this certain window. And then on my period, it's like, whoa, like my brain is just like, wow, the whole world is like this clear vision of like, oh my goodness, what is going on in my life? Like I have so much in tune and in sync between the two hemispheres. And so like you saying that it's like, wow, makes so much sense. Yeah. And I think that, you know, most people, when they talk about cycle syncing, we hear them talk about kind of like the woo side of things. And mm. I'm like, I love woo. It's great. But mm. like, give me the facts, give me the science right. behind it. And I found right. out that like, you know, our brain really does change. Our spatial awareness is, mm -hmm. is incredible. Like what a lot of people don't realize is the week post period. That is when your brain mm really resembles kind of a man's brain. Like mm -hmm. I, I know that I'm, I'm trying to be mindful of like right. language and like all oh, that, yeah. but like, listen, if the guy, <laughs> if it's a dude and you biologically, that's the way that like, things happen. And then, you know, from there, but like, you guys get the point. Yep. M a man's brain is a little different than ours because they, mm -hmm. they're not on an infradian rhythm. 
Right. So the infradian rhythm is every 28 days. They kind of operate off of a circadian rhythm. I feel like that's why guys can like wake up the, like you have an argument and then they wake up the next morning, like totally (laughs) fine. And we're still like, Like, oh, I thought about it even more. (laughs) I didn't sleep last night. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, you know, understanding the science behind it and letting people know, hey, we don't have to go off into the ethers for you to get this one yeah. makes yeah. people feel a lot better. Like, Oh, I'm not like, I'm, I shouldn't feel bad. Like being mm-hmm. hormonal is actually natural. So. Right. Right. Yeah. And like, we were designed this way, you know, you could just say, Oh, it's all a mindset, whatever, but like actually look at the hormonal levels through the 28 days. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, actually, no, like we're just, we are designed that way. And like, that's how we are naturally supposed to operate. And yeah. And it's just neat because like, once you realize that and then optimizing it, it's this beautiful thing versus, uh, like I only enjoy certain weeks out of the month. The rest just suck. It's like, no, you can figure out how to optimize that and embrace it. And I think that like, you know, to be honest with you, we have been conditioned to believe that our menstrual cycle mm-hmm. is something that is like a weakness, right? My friends, triple down on your strengths. Once you master your menstrual cycle and the ebbs and flows of it, just Mm -hmm. understand two weeks high, two weeks low, Mm -hmm. it's going to become a strength naturally. We've been deconditioned to like, you know, ignore our cyclic being Mm -hmm. and like our cyclical life and really conditioned to be linear. Mm -hmm. Nah, nah, nah. That's not how that no. Don't listen to them anymore. Right. Like, don't listen to you. Stop. <laughs> Stop those thoughts right now. Yes. Well, it, it, we always focus on like doubling down on our weaknesses. Double down on your strengths and let your weaknesses slowly become a strength. That's how I feel. Mm, yeah. So true. So true. I love it so much. I, I know there are like benefits to each phase, but do you have a particular phase that you're like, I just have a little bit more favoritism towards this phase oh you know no I like all four phases (laughs) that's awesome I have learned to really appreciate it so like if Mm -hmm. I were an Enneagram three like you I would probably love like the two weeks where I'm not bleeding or right right? like I would really love ovulation but for me like I've just learned to love all of it because it's Mm -hmm. all got a place in a time I think maybe I like my PMS phase because it's like a really like if I'm too direct with somebody it can just be like yeah, well, Sorry. my serotonin levels are lower, so bye. Like, you know, like, it <laughs> Let's gives get me more. <laughs> it, it, it's science, you know, but <laughs> honestly, I don't want to, like, say I have a specific phase that's, like, my favorite. I just, yeah. I like them all. Mm, that's awesome. I love it. And, you know, women need to hear that, like, you can see the positives in each phase. And, you know, while each phase is different from one another, there are benefits to each. So it's like embracing that versus pushing it away and having that negative mindset. It's yeah. really important. Sure. Wow. So awesome. I mean, we could just talk forever and ever, Barry. I just love this. You are a ball of energy and I just like gravitate towards you. So I'm sure so many listeners are going to do the same. Um, what are a few key takeaways before we head into the rapid fire questions that you would like listeners to grab? Okay, so I'm going to share with you guys my secret method. It's not a secret. Literally, it's somewhere <laughs> on Instagram. I'm probably saying it every day. Oh, yeah. Um, but these are the top three things everyone needs to know or really how to seek with your cycle. Mm-hmm. First, you're going to need to, it's called the flow method for those of you who like to take notes, okay? <laughs> F 
is really for foundational facts. I want mm -hmm. you to master the four phases of your cycle. Just understand those. And we've talked about it enough that you should have a pretty good understanding. Listen to the episode again. Don't forget mm -hmm. to leave a review. No, she didn't pay me to say this. It's just, I, I podcast love too. you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I get you. <laughs> so, you know, you really want to understand those four foundational phases. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then from there, we want to live in sync. That's what the L stands for live in sync and take baby steps. So you can start with your nutrition. You can start with your workout. You can start with like kind of trying to plan around it. Then we want to go into O, which is optimize, right? And mm. I think optimize actually have written, the definition is on my like whiteboard wall right now. <laughs> and to make as efficient as possible. Oh, I, yeah. I really wish I could like turn my camera around so you can see how ridiculous this is. But it's literally <laughs> And we really want to focus on making this as efficient as possible for you and your lifestyle. As an entrepreneur, I have a lot more freedom and fluidity with whatever it is I do. Mm -hmm. But I understand that you might have a nine to five, you might have a side hustle, you might be a mom or a wife. I get that. Mm -hmm. So optimize and make it as efficient as possible for your schedule. That, my friends, is the flow method. That's what you need to know. And last thing is periods are normal, pain is not. Boom. That's it. And that's all. And <laughs> that's we're <it>. done. <laughs> Man, awesome. So many good key takeaways for anyone listening right now. Like you just summed it up in a great acronym. I love that flow FLO. It's perfect. Um, and so best part of all, let's go through some rapid fire questions here. <laughs> let's get it. So who is the most influential woman in your life or was the most influential woman in your life? Mm. This is not a rapid fire because like I'm not <laughs> I, I like so masculine hard. energy and I'm influenced mm. by men a lot. Mm. Um, well, we can go with that. Is there a certain one that stands out, I guess? Right now, the person standing out in my head is Tim Grover. Mm. And he was actually the coach for the late Kobe. He was also a mm. coach for Michael Jordan. So like that's yes. why some of these references are the way that they are. Yeah. And, I think you have to understand that it's, you got to stop wishing, you got to stop wanting, and you have to start mm. working for whatever it is. And I guess his masculine energy is really, yeah. oh, the skinny confidential, Lauren from the skinny confidential. Mm. She's I, I would say like a mentor. Mm. She's, a, she's a little bit much if you're not into like really like cheeky, like sassy, like <laughs> a little vulgar almost, like stuff, but like. I really like her, like as a business person, I think she's brilliant. So. Awesome. So awesome. I love it. Um, okay. Your favorite food? <laughs> Mangoes. Oh, yes. Okay. Funny story, really random, but I was cutting one the other day and I literally, I'm pretty sure I like cut all the way to the bone. So like I'm wearing a band-aid right now. So mango's great, but careful. <laughs> um, okay. Are you a past, present, or future thinker? I'm omnipresent. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, look at you. I'm all mm. three because, you know, I'm always looking at my past to help propel me forward into mm. my future, mm. but I yeah. try to remain very present whenever I'm doing something. So, like, mm. right now... I'm very present with you, but this is causing me to think back to my past, but also mm. talk about my future. So mm -hmm. is, that, is that possible? <laughs> oh, totally. It's like, that was brilliant. <laughs> I mean, it's so true. Like, how are you supposed to like discern your future 
without, you know, looking to the past of like what's happened, like in history or in your own life. Like I, I'm a big proponent of like looking to the past to like discern how I'm going to act in the future and like vision the future. So I love it. Good. Um, so favorite travel destination or your dream destination? Oh my God. I just did my vision board. Like, you know how everybody does them in January? Yes. I just did one <laughs> two days ago. Yeah, um, fine. the two places I really actually like two places I'd really like to go. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Bali just cause it looks really pretty and I feel really connected to Bali after watching you mm-hmm. love. Like I want to meet a little medicine man. Like yes. I don't know why. Um, also I feel very connected to Morocco and maybe it's mm-hmm. because I see Arabic and so like the market's perfect and like I just I feel like the culture is like something I want to experience mm. in India because I just mm. really like the colors oh hands down like I think of Morocco I think of like the markets and like the bags of the spices oh and then riding a camel like as you're going through like literally the there's a camel on no the- <laughs> there's like a caravan of camels in the middle of the desert but like yes. I've just felt so connected to Morocco and India specifically mm-hmm. and I know the reason I want to go to Bali is because of Eat Pray Love like it's one of my yeah. favorite movies so like can't hide it it's you know, <laughs> I love it oh so awesome and if you had unlimited funds what health gadgets or tools would you buy the first thing I would do is actually create my own institution for mm. younger women that's focused around women's health and body literacy. That is the mm. first thing I, I would do. I'm, I'm probably going to do it regardless. Yeah, you are actually. <laughs> I'm, I literally know this is in me. It's, in my, yes. it's on my heart. The next thing I would do is create a really bomb app. Like, mm. listen, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, you know, the period apps out there aren't good and functional. Yeah. I just want mine to be like, very neat. Like, listen, yeah. listen, you can be sassy. It's okay. Permission to bleed and be. I could see yes. myself making an app, but I think first having like an institution and then creating an app. So mm. I know institution's not really technology, but like it is. So I, I you have permission to do this. Like this is my podcast, and yep. you have full permission to do what you want. Thanks. So <laughs> you have earned the respect of that. <laughs> so awesome. Okay, so how can listeners connect with you? Oh gosh, if you guys are not friends with me on Instagram, please come be my friend on Instagram. Like, I have so much fun on Instagram and I, listen, I'm not going to lie guys, I'm pretty bad at DMs right now, but (laughs) they're always backed up, but I I clear them every Friday. So if you ever follow me and you send me a DM and you don't hear from me, just know that Friday (laughs) I will answer you. It's just going to take a while, (laughs) you know, Um, and then my Instagram handles at Barry on Elberry. I'm sure you'll leave in the show notes. I'm totally. not too worried about mm-hmm. that. Come hang out with the Flow Academy on the oh, brand. Yes, the Flow Academy. It's F L O Academy. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. Um, and come kick it on the podcast. I have a podcast called Flow with Barry on Barry. And if you so think cool. I'm a hoot here, imagine, imagine <laughs> how I am. Like I have not sworn once, and I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> you're, you're behaving. You're you're keeping I'm it being down. Very, I'm being buttoned up. Believe it or not, guys, this is me. Oh. <laughs> and I love your podcast so much because like you do episodes that are, you know, you're able to listen to in an attainable amount of time. It's not like, oh, an hour and 15 minute interview or episode, I should say. They're like 15 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So perfect, especially for busy women. Like yeah. key right there. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Thank wow. You. Varian, I'm sure listeners are just going to fall in love with this episode because you are awesome. I enjoyed every minute of this. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. 
Hey y'all, if you love this episode, feel free to subscribe, rate, and review. That would be amazing. Check out my Instagram at april.dishyear, and you're definitely going to want to check out Barry and Barry's personal along with the Flow Academy page on Instagram. In the show notes, I also have a link to an amazing meal plan that Barry and Barry has put together. So you definitely want to want to check that out. Thanks all. Better Health with April offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional.